Welcome to Apple at Work, the podcast about Apple and the enterprise. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host, as always. Back on the show this week, uh, second time guest, Chris Chapman from Mac Stadium. Chris, welcome back to Apple at Work. Thank you, Bradley. I appreciate it. It's good to be back. So uh, KubeCon week, it's, uh, I think we're officially entering like fall conference season. I know KubeCon is this week. reInvent is uh, coming up the week after Thanksgiving because everybody wants to go to Vegas the week after Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, you landed in Chicago a little while ago. What are you, um, anything, in, uh, you, know, you all have an exciting, exciting announcement, but is there anything in particular you're excited about seeing this week other than all the cool things Max Stadium is doing? Yeah, I mean, KubeCon's always a good event for us. Obviously, you know, we're with our product baked into that ecosystem. I'm I'm real excited just to see some of the the new the new features coming out in Kubernetes in general. They've got some interesting user space technology and some uh, eBPF stuff, which is all the the big buzzword for kernel extended everything these days. So supposedly adding more control and flexibility into all the world. So kind of going to poke my head around and see that, and then I'm sure the uh, omnipresent never will go away ai word will pop up everywhere all over everything too so we'll see if we can filter the noise from the truth in that area and, uh, i was gonna say i mean I, if if there's not like entire sessions around generative ai and, and <laughs> kubernetes like i don't even you know i don't even know what we're doing here it's like that's just like you, you just put that on you just like i got like I, you could probably use ai to generate a keynote talk talk about ai and kubernetes <laughs> um no i really enjoy it. like i probably I don't know, years ago i, I, I was kind of conferenced out and I had those few years without conferences and i think this the key to a successful event like KubeCon is to like know what you're going to look for and to like really take advantage of the networking opportunities. It's kind of yeah. like keeping your head on a swivel when you're walking around hallways in and out of sessions, who's coming in your booth. And like, it's like, it's really that relationship building that, uh, where you can ask hard questions, you can go to the booths, you can like see actual demos. That to me is the companies you really kind of want to pay attention to attention to are the ones that are like hey let's show you how this thing works yeah and this one's a really cool one for that there there are a lot of demos at booths and a lot of people that are willing to go kind of deep in the weeds and, and i think just by nature of it being a, a really sort of devops focused conference mm-hmm. and a really kind of enterprise tech based thing you get a lot more kind of in the weeds but to your point you kind of have to put your filter on for the the mass amount of noise coming at you to figure out the things you want to look at no, yeah, it's it's really trying to get the signal from the noise because conferences can be noisy and you kind of like what I want to see. Um, yep. So uh, we had you on and we're timing this around some exciting announcements you will have because, uh, again, it's the fun week to do it is a week there, but I can then come to the booth and see. So um, for our listeners that don't know who Mac Stadium is, uh, can you give us a, a just a high level pitch of like Mac Stadium's unique sales opportunity? Like what do you all what problem do you all solve for customers? Mac, Mac Stadium. Yeah, absolutely. Mac Stadium is a cloud services company for Mac. So we are data centers full of Macs all over the world. The hardware engineering that goes into putting these crazy consumer things into a data center and having them run like resilient 24 by 7 cloud capacity. And then all the software and services and expertise that wraps around that. So we really target um, developers, uh, IT admins, uh, the whole build and and use Mac and the enterprise as a backing platform, a back office platform. That's kind of our bread and butter, and that's where we shine. So you can think of, you know, everybody going to the cloud for any kind of generalized compute, and we're very specific, built on Mac for Mac with Mac. Um, 
and I would even argue you know, built on Mac format, but it's also built on like granite. I, you know, when I <laughs> got to come and take a tour of the Atlanta facility, it, it, really understand like the idea of building out a data center is a very unique skill set and it is not for the faint of heart um at all i mean just just even things like how the cables are wrapped and like when you're like hey apple releases a new mac like we are gonna have to custom build something for this i mean you know consume i think we even talked about this uh you know i was there like you know Apple's, you know, scary fast event last week, new Macs. That's great. And you all are like, please don't release a new Mac studio <laughs> or please don't release a new a Mac mini with a new form factor. So just keep it the same. Thanks. Yeah. To, to the point that our, you know, again, you know, most scaled clouds and data centers either build specific hardware to themselves or they can get commodity hardware that fits in a nice little rack form factor. Apple does not care one bit about what your rack looks no. like. Never nope. have, never will. And not only that, they assume you're sitting at the keyboard pressing the good old button when you need to do really hard things like re-image it or reset it. So our credit to our engineering and operations team because they've done amazing things with flexible designs and automation and all sorts of stuff that goes into these racks where when they do put out the next uh, purple squirrel Mac that whatever it looks like is going to come down the pipe, we can really quickly adapt. And, you know, I think that's... Even though there are some bigger players in the space, AWS does have Mac. and things. I think that's one of the things that we really thrive at is being sort of the keeping pace with Apple Edge innovator of any Mac you could possibly dream of being in our data center. This week's episode of Apple at Work is brought to you by Simple MDM, a powerful and intuitive MDM solution designed to simplify and streamline your Apple device management workflows. Managing and securing a fast-growing Apple device fleet can be overwhelming for companies of any size. Simple MDM offers powerful features and comprehensive device management capabilities to help overcome these challenges. You can automate device onboarding, enforce policies and restrictions, and customize settings with advanced configuration options available in the user-friendly interface. You can streamline application management by deploying App Store, VPP, and custom apps at scale, or offer self-service to macOS users with Simple MDM's monkey integration. Don't let complexities of Apple device management slow you down. Simplify your workflows and unleash the full potential of your Apple devices with Simple MDM. Visit their website at simplemdm.com slash 9to5Mac to learn more and start your free 30-day trial. Thanks again to Simple MDM for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. No, you all really fit that a, a nice, I think, a nice size for a customer. Or, or again, it's this is not, um, you know, I don't know, um, Tom Smith's data center, you know, running out of the garage, but it's also not AWS where it's a faceless, you know, not a faceless company, but like, you know, it's, it's a different kind of scale. Like Apple releases new Mac studios. I mean, you know, you are going to be buying those the next day. It's like, how yep. are we gonna, what are we'll, we doing? We'll what are we doing be here? about nine months ahead of our bigger friends there. And again, serve some of the largest companies on the world in the world because they know not only do we get the latest and greatest to keep them in, in touch with the ecosystem, but, to your point, we have the expertise to kind of adapt to that new stuff. Right. Uh, no, the adapting so. is, I think, I think is the key, and I think it's what's always made uh, Mac City successful. Even going back to the days of you know Mac Mini Colo as well. I mean, this is a. I mean, if you really think about the the Mac and the data center is a um, you know certainly kind of post Xserve. It's been a unique market, but it's been 
people have demanded it. It's supply. It's like economics. Like customers want the use cases. So like we're gonna. Yep. It's a business and it works. And but again, it's not certainly not for the faint of heart. Um, you got Max Stadium, great company. Uh, I, I think that's too. Uh, you know, in twenty twenty three, it is really easy to do. Uh, to, to build a company and like kind of just let your website sell it, you know, sell it. But it's like what I've always appreciated about Max Stadium is like the people have been forefront. Like it's like very, you know, you always felt like you were doing business with like actual people and not just like a AI bot on a website. And I think that's again, especially in this environment where like you're probably going to have more custom interactions. Um, like I remember years and years ago, it was, it was like a one off. Like you guys had some used ones, and I was like, hey, the way my budget works, like if I have to spend a certain amount above a certain amount, like it's like a whole PO process. Can you? You know, just like bill me monthly for the machine. Don't spend it off. And they're like, yeah, that works. And it was just like, oh, like that's just <laughs> yeah. nice. Like, it, it, I mean, anyways, so neither here nor there. But so getting to the, um, you know, kind of the, the big news. So you all, again, time this at the uh, time this for release at KubeCon. What is the new announcement from Mac Stadium? Yeah, well, uh, like I said, we're, we're hardware and software in our flagship software products called Orca, orchestration with Kubernetes on Apple. It is a DevOps platform that drives the entire data center for you for CI, CD, for all your build needs. And Orca is having its 3.0 release. This is a major version release. Uh, it's been years in the architecting and more than six months in the developing for this particular version. Um, it's It's a big, big... Uh, uplift for us because it's really turned it into a true first-class Kubernetes native application. It's, it's uh, opened the door to using uh, true registry capability with OCI. So we have things like GitHub and all your sort of developer repositories that you can now access uh, and manage your image with, images with a lot, lot better. And then uh, we've added a ton of speed and compression to it. So we've taken 90 gig images down to 15 gigs and maintained that sparseness and maintained compatibility with both Intel Mac and all the new ARM Macs and uh, really let it scale and flex. So it's faster, bigger, stronger, and uh, uh, leans on the back of all the new Kubernetes stuff to orchestrate to scales of hundreds of Macs. How, what's the, what's the impact of Apple's rapid advancements in Apple Silicon been for you all with this type of of technology? It's been super fun. (laughs) No, we, uh, we, uh, it obviously pushes the technical boundaries, not just for us, but for all of our customers, because Apple's evolving that hardware platform as fast as they can to get to their objectives. But in the meantime, you have APIs and software in various states of maturity, and you have everybody racing to make sure they're staying on track with the latest and greatest hardware, because it seems like every version of hardware and even every minor version of the OS that comes out you find all these hidden features and all this stuff starts popping up in documentation. So for us, it's been, it's been a challenge from a development perspective because we've had to evolve our platform. I mean, the virtualization layer, for example, had to completely, completely be re-architected for Silicon, uh, which we did a couple of years ago. But um, we're actually pretty closely collaborative with Apple's hypervisor framework team and how we work on that, you know, making sure we're doing it the way they think is the right way and also asking for things that we think make a proper virtualization layer from them as a customer. And um, I think it's, it's working out really well and you're, you're, you're seeing features in Orca now that are coming out that are taking full advantage of their new platform and their new technology as a result of it. 
Well, and what I can see here is you've got all these companies working on on top of Apple Silicon. So you've got your roadmap and your product team and you're building things and you're testing and you're working your way down the line. Well, then Apple's like, hey, here's M3 Max. Okay. All right. Let's take a step back. Let's breathe. Like, let's get these in. Uh, let's see what this is coming. Because even if you all aren't deploying them today in, in a new Mac, because obviously it just came to um, the laptops, like you know what's coming now. And so it kind of does help you. You're almost having to like slow down to run as fast as Apple here. But again, ultimately, these fast chips like are wins for the customer. But just yep. trying to make sure that your team is taking advantage of them is probably the the big challenge. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they tease things in M3, like you said, uh, a different way of handling graphics, different way of handling memory, different way. All of these things add up to potentially improvements in speed or capability, or even the ability to build something different with Apple. Um, but customers are still trying to focus on their app and the stack on that and how that works in there. Assuming whether we're giving them a physical or a virtual thing that it behaves like the Mac itself. So having us there solving that problem ahead of it keeps them out of the, the wormy, weird stuff that, that they might normally hit their head on if they're trying to DIY it in-house. So you know, we take a lot of pride in solving that particular problem and sticking to that you know, focus. Well, it's ultimately about letting customers like leverage the power of the machine without having to be uh, finagling with little details of right. whatever the newest right. point upgrade is. Um, great quote in the, you know, we'll have a, a link to the press release in the show notes, but a, a great quote um, uh, from Scott Sutherland with the Orca platform. Thumbtack now has a virtualization platform that will support future Apple OS upgrades. Max Stadium has helped us increase the throughput of our engineers and enabled us to scale faster. It has also given us much more control over our resources. Really th- major thumbs up for my customer there. Yeah. Um, that's really what you want to hear as a vendor is like, hey, and, and ultimately I think for Max Stadium, it's like you're trying to enable development, development teams to get the most out of Apple. And so when a customer is saying like, hey, they're helping us prepare for the future because the Mac platform is not slowing down at all. In no. fact, it feels like it's like, it's like speeding up even, you know, as we slow down, uh, I think a lot of us miss the 18 months, uh, software release cycle at times. Um, but it's great feedback that, uh, you know, saying like, Hey, our engineers, um, are able to be more productive and scale the team faster. So definitely great feedback from my customer there. That's really, really exciting. Um, so if again, KubeCon is going on this week, you guys are at booth J 11, uh, yep. Is this something that if a customer wants to see this at KubeCon, can they come by the booth and see this? They can. That's we're really excited because we have an actual set of demos. Not only can they see Orca and watch how easy it is to use, but they can even watch full development pipelines with things like Jenkins and GitHub. So you can really get the joke of this is how it works related to me. And we've got uh, product people and sales engineers and developers and sort of a mix of everybody from our company. So like you alluded to before, we love interaction and personal conversation and, and we kind of thrive on trying to solve specific problems. So we'd love for people to come by and see us. Well, yeah, all these unique problems, I think I figured out certainly in the software world, like one customer that maybe is even a smaller customer is going to have this like minute problem. And if you can peel the, the layers back on that, you're going to be like, oh, we're going to solve this this way. Never fail. Six months later, a customer that's 18 times their size comes to you with that same problem. And you're like, hey, we actually, where's that Jira <laughs> ticket at? We, we know, we know how to do this. We do. Um, know how but to do you this. do. You know, it's like that's where you do. Because again, like everybody's situation is different. And that's where like, ultimately software is a people business and like you have to 
kind of meet customers where they are, understand what problem they're trying to solve. And then your engineers can kind of go back and like, okay, like let's solve it this way. Like we know what they want. So let's try to solve it in a way that actually makes sense for the customer. So that's really exciting that you guys have in booth demos. That's, that's great. Again, I think it'll, it sounds like it's going to be a um, great time uh, at the conference. I know it's always exciting. I'm sure y'all were up for, you know, on Friday night putting the finishing touches on this thing, getting this out uh, in time for the conference this week. Because again, it's the best time to release it because you yep. really want a customer to be able to read the news and come by the booth and see a demo. Because I think that anytime someone can like actually show me a demo, like, Hey, this is what we're selling. This is what we've announced and actually, Hey, put your hands on it and not a, not in a, you know, control way. Like this is the live product. I think that's, that shows all the confidence in the product. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're really proud of it. I mean, what you, you come up with a demo, um, you're going to see, you're going to see us start a brand new Mac up from scratch in under a minute. And you're going to see that scale across things. And you're going to see being able to do that with clicks of buttons. So we're, we're real proud of it. We're real excited by it. And, like you said, the other part is talking to customers and hearing the part where they are on their journey. Um, you're coming from physical Mac. Are you already in virtualization? And you got this old hat to you. Everybody's got sort of a somewhere on the spectrum that they land, and, and I bet you we've seen some of it. <laughs> well, I was talking to after after I uh, came in and toured Josh's facility. Um, I was talking to somebody that works in the TV industry, and I you know it was like we were just kind of brainstorming of like what is like the future of like of editing. I mean, you just think about like the cost of these high end Macs and like, you know, if it's a remote environment, a hybrid, like how does that work? And then just like the storage requirements, like really outpace what like home bandwidth can even deal with. And you realize like the future of all production editing is really, really fast Macs connected to really, really fast storage over really, really fast fiber <laughs> at a place like Mac stadium. Like that, yep. that's the only way that like TV and movie editing, like scales to the future. Um, with, and I would even argue it's like going to be much, much more cost effective to do that because again, the way you can provision up and provision down machines, um, you just can't do with like actually deploying physical machines to people's cubes, home offices, et cetera. Yeah. Well, with the way the global distributed world we live in now, and to your point, you know, production schedules where it's six months or three months shoots and six months of post-production here and about. It really does require a lot of agility and scale, and to your point, storage is terabytes to petabytes these days, depending on how fancy you get with the, the – these fancier graphics are only increasing the amount of storage that we need, so – well, no, that's that's. I think you nailed that because even like you're taking what what did you say? You took an image from ninety down to fifteen gigs. Like you, know, it's still like file sizes are going up. Like right. data is not drinking. Like and yes. so in the. It, you're in trying to do things over like ISPs again, even if it's not a remote work situation, but you've got like multiple branch offices trying to link up. Like it's just not going to work sending this data back and forth over like public internet. Like you're going to have to either build it yourself um, and have these like very specialized things internally, or you can just, you know, use Mac stadium and it'll be done right the first time. Yep. But you know, some people, some people like to be do, do crazy things and build it themselves. <laughs> yep, that that we run into it all the time. Uh, eventually, people who uh, do enough, they want to change. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Well, it's, to me, it's all about scalability, and it sounds like uh, Orca three point really is, is focused on that. That again, it's fantastic. Uh, we'll have a link to the press release in the show notes. Uh, Chris, I hope you have a great week at KubeCon. Can, Congrats on getting the announcement out. I, I heard about it last week, and I was excited to have you on the show um, I, again. I, I, I love a world where a company like Mac Stadium is a powerhouse because um, I've always said on previous episodes, like people who have been in the Apple industry for, uh, you know, 
15 plus years and like the IT world, we're just happy that we still get to come to the party sometimes. And like <laughs> the Mac is what it is today. Yep. Because I remember the days when you couldn't even get an exchange email on a Mac, uh, on a Mac oh, at work. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we've, we've come, we've come a long way. And so congrats on the exciting announcements. Again, if you're at KubeCon, um, you, you can see a live demo of what Mac Stadium has released. Booth J11, go by and see them. I'm sure you'll see Chris there. Um, he, he's a great friend of the show. And so it's exciting stuff. So uh, Chris, any party words as we sign off uh no i just thanks for all the support uh we're excited about this product we're excited about kubecon and uh we really hope to see everybody out here and if not hit us up online and we will talk to you directly all right we'll see everybody next time thanks for listening